0: good evening tiger fans and welcome to another edition of sports talk with rags here in season three episode 94 and today here we are joined by former major league baseball pitcher denny mcclain uh denny how you doing today i'm
1: doing fine rags how are you buddy hey i'm
0: doing great uh i appreciate your time here to talk about your baseball career
1: well it's my pleasure my pleasure
0: go ahead so uh hey so let's uh let's start at the beginning when you were, uh, when you were growing up and, and in high school, did you just stick to playing baseball or did you play uh, all sports? No I played all sports basketball and, and, and uh, football
1: also for each uh, at each level but um, I didn't uh, I hated football practice. I loved the game but I hated football <laughs> practice. Uh, and as far as basketball, I got tired of running up and down up and down up and down up and down. Up and down. uh so i i wasn't uh overwhelmed with that but i had a i had kind of a a forced entry into those sports because i got a full scholarship to the high school i went to a a private school called mount carmel high school in chicago and therefore there were commitments when you signed the agreement for your tuition and some housing that in fact uh you had to abide by their requirements
0: okay gotcha (laughs) gotcha and then uh after after high school, I see that the uh, White Sox signed you as a free agent. Yeah,
1: the White Sox. We we interviewed twelve or fourteen teams on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, the White Sox showed up with the same check. The Yankees did the same check that I think it was Milwaukee and Cincinnati did. Uh, Seven thousand? No, it was seventeen thousand dollars. Right. And. Uh, uh, we took the, from the White Sox. Well, we're born and raised in Chicago, so right. we had some tendency to want to be with a Chicago team. Right. The, the, the craziness was nobody from the Cubs showed up at the house, and we were very disappointed yeah. because we were huge Cubs fans. Right. But the White Sox came into the house. Uh, in fact, the guys that made appearance were some Hall of Famers: uh, Nellie Fox, right. uh, Ron Hansen was another one, and uh, God, I can't think of third guy a sherm lawler a catcher okay. with the white sox so i was really impressed plus the general manager and the farm director of the white sox at the time but it was a grand time and we got the seventeen thousand dollars my mother was never going to let them out of the house unless they did give her a check right. and uh lo and behold uh, the next morning they called me and said Do we want to take some pictures and then uh, at that night, they wanted to be on an airplane, which i would never been on in my life right. and I uh, just turned uh, 17 or 18. Right. And uh, lo and behold, I was on a plane for uh, Harlan, Kentucky, right. got out of the plane in to Knoxville, took a bus to Harlan. And uh, I found out what the rest of the world can look like in Harlan, Kentucky. Right. And it was uh, to say the least without going into any detail. It was right. it was hot. And in our in our rooms in, a, in the boarding house, in the hotel, the Harlan house, I think it was called, uh, was on the fifth floor. There was no air conditioning, and the average temperature was about 100 every day. Oh, wow. And so you had to walk up five flights of stairs, very few ceiling fans, very few. And they had no fans for the rooms. It was hell. Right. But uh, So the important thing there was to the pitch well and get the hell out of there and go someplace else. <laughs> And fortunately for me, the first time I pitched down there, I threw a no-hitter, yeah. struck out 16. The second time, I got beat one to nothing, struck out 16. Oh, and then um, my uh, the farm director said, we're moving you. Right. So they moved me to uh, Iowa, which was a little bit cooler uh, <laughs> and a little bit better of a ballpark and, and all the other uh, assets
0: that they, they did have at the time. Right. And uh, there in the uh, minor leagues, you know, Harlan, Kentucky, there was part of that Appalachian League and then uh, yeah. you know and then when you moved to Iowa then then I see here with uh, preparing for this uh, interview the uh, the Tigers selected you off of waivers there in uh, April of 63. well
1: that was a few months later okay. um, what happened was in spring training of 63 yeah. um, they uh, they took us all to uh, Mexico City for an exhibition game. I pitched nine innings down there of perfect baseball over three days. Wow. My The guy that I was in a contest with, Bruce Howard, who still remains a friend today, right. uh, Bruce uh, also pitched three innings of uh, shutout ball. So they had Dave the Busher already, who was a superstar in high school, college, uh, and eventually became a superstar in the NBA and became president of the New York Knicks. uh they had given dave sixty thousand dollars to sign he could really throw he's about six seven and could really let the ball go uh but david had one problem he did he threw strikes pretty good but pretty good was too too good because he could not throw the ball where he wanted to he got hit around pretty hard so what they did was after we came back on the flight from mexico city al lopez who was the manager then they used to call him the professor uh mel lopez called me and bruce howard up to the front of the plane and said you two guys are pitching against each other next saturday and whoever loses is going to be put on waivers and I, neither one of us knew what the hell it meant <laughs> right. so we had to get some information as to what it meant and, and um so during the week we found out what it was so whoever lost was going to be drafted by somebody and we were everybody assured us once we found out what it was like what the process was? Everybody assured us that we would be drafted by a club immediately. Right. So um, uh, I got beat one to nothing. Dave Nicholson beat me, hit me, a, hit a home run off me in the first inning, and that was the game, one to nothing. Right. Uh, within 25 minutes after the game, I was drafted by the Detroit Tigers,
0: and that's how I got the, to Detroit. Wow. Yeah, and uh, there in '63, I mean, uh, you started out in Single A, went to Double A, and Able to make your uh, major league debut there in uh, Sept- on September 21st of '63. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh,
1: during the during that season uh, of Double A AA and Triple A, I won 20 ball games. Nice. Uh, so I was, you know, I was their golden boy at the time, and then right. of course they called me up, and I won my first game. In fact, I hit a home run in the first game. That was the last one I ever hit. I still can't figure out why. And then uh, the second game I pitched, I got beat up pretty good, but the last game of the season, which is kind of a little story because it's the last game of the season, and the veterans who've been playing 162 games all year, they just wanted to get the hell out of Baltimore because, number one, it was too hot. Number two, the season was over. We had nothing to win, nothing to lose. Bottom line is let's get out of here as fast as we can. Well, I threw 225 pitches that day, 225 pitches. Struck yeah. out a bunch of guys, gave up three runs and won seven to three. Wow. And I had, and all of the veterans so were so mad at me yeah. because I could not get this game over with. I pitched nine innings, won seven to three, and I was a happy guy.
0: Wow, nice. Yeah, and you know, and you say about two hundred and twenty-five pitches there in that game. I mean, uh, now, now just with the pitch count and everything, just how the games changed. Well, it has it's uh, and
1: we had a pitch count when we played. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's probably the misunderstood fact that uh, people don't believe. But we had pitch counts. Our right. pitch counts were a little bit different and more professional than it was just sitting there calling one, number right. two, number three, number four. Right. If our pitchers started, if, if you're a low ball pitcher and you brought the ball up, all of a sudden the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, you brought the ball up above the knees, above the belts they would start warming somebody up and eventually probably take you out. Right. As long as you kept the ball in the vicinity where you were supposed to throw the ball, they would let you continue to pitch. Right. So relief pitchers were important, but uh, they had a better system than they do today.
0: Right. Yeah. And in, in, uh, 66, I see that, uh, you, um, pl- uh, made the all-star team, uh, played, pl- pitched in the all-star game and, uh, continued on with your, uh, shut down pitching and 28 pitches retired all nine batters face there in the, that all-star game outing. Well, the
1: biggest, the biggest thrill for me, you know, during that ball game was you got to remember this was Sandy Koufax's last year in baseball. Right. And uh, Sandy and I for 35 or 40 minutes spent all of that time together on the bench, just talking about sports in general, baseball, well, how you throw this, how you how you talk about this, how you progress here, how you progress there. Uh, I realized what a great guy he was, the stuff he had, and, and he was the man. He really, him and Mantle represented what Major League Baseball was all about at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Koufax and I made a small bet that um if uh, I pitched the perfect three innings he'd owe me a hundred dollars and if he pitched the perfect three innings I would owe him a hundred dollars well what happened was and it is funny our first hitter was um Brooks Robinson right in the first inning we were playing in St. Louis so we were hitting first right the first pitch of the game Brooks Robinson lines a double down the left field line. And then Koufax immediately started looking for me on the bench, and as he, as he looked and found me on the bench, I had a finger up in the air saying
0: "Hello, I got you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. And uh, and they're in and they're in '67. I mean, the Tigers, uh, you know, were coming up, but uh, I see that you guys lost the Pennypie by one game and, uh, that was my fault. That was my fault. I got hurt in late August. Um, I hurt
1: my foot very badly and I never could push off and land on the one that I injured in Uh late August. And that's, I had won already 17 in the middle of August. Right. So winning one more game, God, you got to be able to win one more game with another six or seven starts to go. And that's all we would have had to do. I All I would have had to do is win. won. As a matter of fact, they tried to trade in the 67 winter. They tried to trade me and K-Line to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, they were trying to do a trade for Ber- Versailles, uh, Kelebreu, um, Don, uh, the left field, I can't think of his name right now, uh, and one or two utility players. But the, the trade never went to ch- Our general manager, Jim Campbell, changed his mind at the very
0: last second. All right. Well, while well, that's a good thing that that trade never went through because uh yeah, we think so. I think so personally and professionally 68 I mean you went 31 and six and the uh, and the team won over a hundred games and right. what a year the 68 season was
1: well, it was a fun year all around everything all the cylinders worked uh, very few people got Kline it's the only one that really got hurt there right. and the nice thing about our ball club was we still had even with k who whoever got hurt we still had willie horton left field mickey stanley in center field and then we could put jim north up in center field or left field right. so we still had three pretty good superstars playing in the outfield even though k-line was hurt yeah. uh, for almost half a season but when Al came back he was on fire really on fire and of course if you looked at the the boxes box scores for the world series. Al had a great world series.
0: Yes. And the ERA was 1.96 and the team won the, uh, AL pennant by, by 12 games. And then, yeah. uh, you guys, uh, meet up against, uh, Bob Gibson and the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, he pitched well. He, he won, he won
1: a couple of ball games against us. Pitched real well. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we always said, no matter what, first of all, we thought, they were overmatched. We really did because they had no pitching staff except for Bob. Right. And Bob can't pitch every day. Right? Right. So, And plus, no pitcher in the, in the major leagues at that point in time in our history was going to beat us three times in the same year, especially right. in the same series. Right. And so it was just a matter of time. We Because there are other pitchers we beat the hell out of. Right. Uh, we always knew we were going to beat the other guys. But uh, the thing with Gibson, he pitched very well. He pitched three games very well. And then the last game, of course, uh, was out pitched them. That's, it's simple. Right. I mean, uh, good pitching beats good pitching. Right. And uh, we had some timely hits that day. We had some great plays in the outfield. And lo and behold, we were champions.
0: Yeah, yes. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, Tiger Stadium. I mean, that that's just one of the – I know we, uh, the Tigers, you know, moved more towards downtown and – America there in uh, 2000, but, uh, you know, just playing in old Tiger Stadium and one of the uh, old classic ballparks.
1: Yeah, but we didn't really move that. We only moved two or three blocks. I mean, right. we moved into a, another vacant area. Uh, so they improved the city of Detroit somewhat, made, made, made knocked down a lot of buildings, uh, improvised and, and created a lot of good stuff, new stuff. The city has made a, a good comeback. Uh, to some degree the city's live at night now uh you know we still have the red wings playing even though my lot my god after 60 years we got the lions in the playoffs it's unbelievable all right <laughs> so uh you know a lot of good things have happened in that ballpark the new one is a sensational ballpark because the other park the other park had been up so long mm. that when you would walk into the ballpark all you would smell would be hot dogs and urine right. because all they had in those days was the uh, I forget what they call it, but the urinals, the big, big, long urinals. Right. And, and uh, what they would, you know, the guys would go and do their thing. Right. But the whole ballpark smelled because of it. Oh, wow. And, uh, man, it got your attention when you walked in there in the afternoon.
0: Right. Yeah, and, you know, they're um, they're in the 60s, you know, all the way up to the early 90s, I mean, uh, Ernie Harwell, uh, Colin Tiger, Tiger Baseball, that's definitely uh, one of the uh, all-time radio broadcasters there for baseball.
1: Well, Ernie was like a lot of other people. A lot of other people in broadcasting, they never lost their job. I mean, the guys in Chicago, the guys in uh, St. Louis, the guys in L.A., the guys in New York, none of these guys ever lost their job because they were... Pillars of the community, number one and number two, they were pillars of baseball, and there were supposed to be great historians, which probably they were. Right. But uh, you know, that was it was just a different time. Today, you see broadcasters getting fired all the time right. uh, because owners don't like them, people don't like them. I mean, it's 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 amazing what can happen. But uh, you know, listen, that's and and, and but believe me, in my, from the bottom of my heart, I don't need to crush any play-by-play guy out there. Right. A play-by-play guy never made one difference in a baseball game.
0: Right, right. Yes, yeah. And you know, you won twenty-four games in in sixty-nine, and then traded to the Senators there in the there in the nineteen seventy season. Yeah, one twenty-four and sixty-nine.
1: Um, again, I had like twenty-three or twenty-four complete games, right. uh, but I but I had a bad shoulder my rotator cuff was tearing and at the end of the '69 season, I knew I was about to retire. I mean, I hurt that bad. Right. So I went to Washington and pitched uh pitch what I was required to pitch. And that's when it really got bad. And uh, in one real cold night in Minnesota, it snapped. And that was it. And I retired in uh, 1972
0: or three, I think it was. Okay. All right. But, uh, you know, and then, and then also, you know, that record there in, they're in sixty-eight. You know, 30, 31 and six. I think that's uh, one record here. That uh, with uh, winning thirty-plus games in a season, I I don't know if uh, if another major league pitcher is gonna ever break that record.
1: The game's got to be changed to give a guy a, ch- a chance. Nobody's right. going to win
0: thirty. <laughs> right.
1: um, they don't let him pitch. If you're only going to pitch four or five innings, six innings at the most, you're not going to have the opportunity. In order to win a lot of games, you got to be in every game. Right. You can't just pitch five innings and expect to win thirty ballgames games because you pitch five innings. Nobody keeps a lead every day. You go out there after pitching five, you may have a three to nothing lead at the end of five innings. Well, you still
0: got to play far more. A lot of things happen over the next four or five innings. Right. Right. And uh, here, t- here today. I mean, uh, during the. Uh, during the baseball season, do you uh or spring training, do you go down to Lakeland or or during the regular season, catch yeah, games make, at Comerica? Yeah, I,
1: make, I make appearances in, in Lakeland and uh, of course at the ballpark during the summer.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. And and, and like you said, with this interview, just just a couple of days here from a uh, playoff weekend, definitely uh, an exciting time here for the city of Detroit and Lion fans.
1: It is an exciting time. I'll tell you, I haven't seen this kind of excitement since 68. Uh, and and the Tigers won in 84, right. but the excitement was not near what's going on with the Lions. And uh, we're all, we're all hoping and praying that they get by the first week.
0: Right. Yeah. Dan Campbell, uh great head coach. And I got a friend, uh Dre Bly. That's one of the defensive assistant coaches. Oh yeah. Great player. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, also, uh, appreciate your time for coming on. And I know another reason why I wanted you to come on was, uh, you know, here at the, uh, end of January, I think the weekend of January 27th coming to, coming to Virginia beach here, here for, are. that's right we here, sure here for an autograph show. So, uh, appreciate your time here for, uh, coming, coming down to Virginia beach for, uh, for the baseball fans.
1: As a matter of fact, we're going to be in Lima, Ohio this Saturday. The following Saturday, we are going to be in. Uh, uh, hell, I can't remember where we're going to be. And then uh, and then we're going to be in Virginia Beach. Right. The, the last and then we go to uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. so we got a nice schedule. We got nice ballparks. Nice people. Right. Great hosts. in These is these different card shows and conventions. And yes. uh, we look forward to every one of them meeting. Everybody. So come on out. And say hello.
0: Yes, well, hey, I'll have to look at my schedule, and I appreciate appreciate uh, Russell uh, connecting us, Thank which uh, Russell's one of the promoters here at the Virginia sure. Beach uh, show. But uh, thanks again for your time, uh, Mr. McLean, and uh, go go Lions and Tigers.
1: Rags, it's been a real pleasure. You've done a good job, and tell mm-hmm. Russ I said hello and have a great season well in do. 2024.
0: Will will do, and uh, Tiger fans. That was uh, Danny McLean with us here on the phone, and uh, just uh, appreciate his time here with his uh, story of. I mean, right out of high school, he signs a free agent contract with the Chicago White Sox in 1962, and then from there, in April of '63, you know, gets claimed by the Tigers and. The rest is history. And for you uh Ohio, Pittsburgh, and Virginia Beach fans, uh be on the lookout as Denny McClain is coming around to make appearances, Ohio this weekend, you know, and then uh Virginia Beach here at the uh at the end of January. So what a great uh episode here today. Thank you.